My next guest is Paul David Murphy, uh, upcoming comedian here in Galway City. And I'm joined by him in the studio for a quick CSI session today. And I hope you're keeping well and happy. And oh, indeed, it's good to be here now, yeah. Good, good. Tell us a bit about yourself then, as you're getting into comedy. I've been doing it for a while. I kind of, uh, I suppose... I do a fair few gigs around town, but uh, there's some guys now who you'd see pretty much every week or do clubs very regularly. And uh, regular gigs, I might have three gigs one week, but I might go a couple of weeks without one. But I kind of like it that way, you know. I'm doing a bit more gigs outside of uh, outside of town now as well, outside of Galway. So it's it's, it's good. I, no, I like the amount of gigging, you know. But uh, yeah, I suppose I've been on the scene for a while now. When when did you first start, <laughs> give or take? I kind of grew up, to be honest, with you, making fun of things and doing impressions of people and telling jokes and, you know, and, and my gang of mates when I was growing up and all the people around me were always kind of, I suppose they were all kind of funny people and, you know, it was kind yeah. of a group around it, really, yeah. um, in Ballinrobe, you know. Uh, they say uh, they say the uh, the worse the place, the, the better, or the funnier the people, so... Oh, OK, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, I not that bad, might, now. Might, <laughs> No, 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 it might, might apply in that sense, but like I said, the people down there are great, they're very funny people, so I kind of always, uh, I was always kind of a bit of a... Bit of a bit of a piss taker, bit of a, an impressionist, and you know, into jokes and all sorts of stuff. So I kind of was always doing it, and then it kind of uh, it kind of was it got to the stage then where people were saying, "I'll go on up on the mic there, sure, and do a bit, or do an impression of him, or tell a few jokes, or whatever." And I kind of started doing it, and then got a great reception uh, when I did good. it for the, for the crack, and then just said, "Jesus, you know, so, and, and, start so, writing and stuff for this." <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, have you a method for coming up then with your sets or anything like that? Uh, not really, no. Um, and uh, I suppose, as you would have seen yourself, Chris said a few gigs. Yeah, I yeah. often ad lib stuff, and you know, people <laughs> say something to the audience, and I can kind of go on that and kind of make stuff on but that. But I presume that's very, very hard, considering you know you look at all these bigger comedians out there, and and they have all sets ready, and they're panicking to make sure it comes across okay. But there you are, just standing in the corner, and you're ready to go up and do it. Do you not find that very hard, or do you find it easier that way? Um. I think it's it's more it's yeah I'd find it more easier I'd find it more easy to be honest with you uh, because even I mean <laughs> I, I almost say it now pe- people put my, I wouldn't be surprised if people are even uh, doing an impression of me saying uh, you know oh I, I've nothing prepared I don't know what I'm going to do you know because <laughs> uh, pre- pretty much uh, most gigs I do pretty much nearly every gig I'd wait till uh, I see the audience I see what kind of vibes on if there's a few people on before me what they're laughing at what they're yeah. kind of uh, I suppose taking in a bit more and. Uh, uh, based on that, I kind of go with uh, go with what I, what I think. I love a few rough things, especially if I have new things, because I, I, I pretty much nearly every gig try to do new things, uh, try to do majority of new stuff uh, as well. You I, like to keep it fresh, so yeah, I do, I do, I do. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, to be honest with you, like I love doing gigs regardless. But if I'm doing new stuff, um, if I'm doing new stuff, or if I've gone in with new new things, it, it's twice the buzz as it is, you know, yeah. repeating yourself. And I'm, when I'm saying repeat myself, I might only be talking about something I've done. Even three, four times, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, you know, you know yourself. There's comedians, there's comedians out there um, who are doing maybe got three or four, or five years of the exact same set. Yeah, you know, yeah. Maybe they're not changing same. it up. There might be slightly yeah. changes, but yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing that's important really, where the comedy doesn't come across. Yeah, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of great comedians doing that, and that's just the way they do it. But personally speaking, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just kind of suppose came out of that whole thing of. I remember I was speak, uh, speaking to a guy before who was uh, before about it, who's asked me about it. And, uh, I think he, he put it very well. He kind of said, "You know, if you grew up in that kind of scene around around your friends and kind of were doing it in friends and in pubs and all that, 
you know, if you're telling the same stories over and over again, the same jokes, people get it fed up with you, you know? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Have you a favourite thing about being a comedian then? Is there something like that makes you, that drives you to go up and do it? I just think it's great crack. <laughs> I just think it's great crack. And it goes Very back to... Very Irish answer. <laughs> well, it is. It's great crack, you know. I, well, I like I love the performance uh, part of it, but, uh, you know, just writing something, go up and perform it and getting a reaction is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I, I love doing the topical stuff, you know, yeah. as you would have seen as well before. Like, you know, something's in the, in the news that week. I yeah. usually try to do it. If I have a gig that, that week, I'll try to do it, or I'll usually end up doing it. So that, again, enhances yeah. the buzz as well. Well, I suppose in this year alone, in 2016, we've had the American president change over. We've had the Olympics. We've had all these kind of topics. <laughs> so I can't even imagine, and we can't even say it on radio, what these sets would be like. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, yeah. Well, but, I've covered all of those, uh, and many more. There's many more things to go into, to go into yeah. you know. And, and of course, now with this time of year, Christmas coming up as well, so it's going to be even more different things, I can imagine, where all the innuendo jokes come in as well around Christmas. <laughs> that's it, yeah, that's it. I remember uh, last Christmas I did a gig down in the Rabbit Hole, which is the Murty Rabbits, you now the same uh, crew are over in um, the Underground Comedy Club uh, there now as well. I'd gig fairly fairly regularly with them, maybe yeah. maybe three, four times a year, which is, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I remember last yeah last Christmas I did a, did a full set. I just, just kind of said, I want to do something for Christmas, but uh, what I did was... I just said, okay, there's a lot of people who can't be here tonight. Yeah. And um, they, uh, they've left me messages. You know, Christmas is all about remembering people. They've left me messages. And because it's uh, such a musical time, I'll, I'll convey their messages through song. And <laughs> I came up with about a 10 or 15 minute set of all these <laughs> kind of alternative Christmas songs, so to speak. But uh, I'm doing a gig in the Roisin on the 20th uh, of December. And I think I'll crack out a lot of them, you know. All right, okay. Why not, you know? Because, you know, you know it's, it's, it's only good for... It's only good for that month, really. Exactly. Even coming close to Christmas, because, you know, I'm not one of these people who start, you know, who are ready to whip off the Halloween direct decorations, you know, <laughs> at, at midnight the on, the, on, on, on on 31st of October and put the tree straight up, you know, I'm yeah. not one of those types. You know. Neither am I, to be honest mm. with you. It's one of those things where, you know, Christmas for me really starts either the 1st or the 8th, and I try and put it to yeah. the 8th, but it's just when you're buying for, if you have a few people to buy for and all that kind of thing, you kind of have to start early. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, we won't dwell on that. Uh, so do you get nervous? You were saying when you go, you love to go up and have the, the crack on stage, but do you, uh, do you have any nerves before you go up at all? Um, I don't, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't. No, I think it's great crack. And the way I always say to myself, and it was kind of, it's kind of a little bit answering the last question you, you asked as well. Um, I just see comedy is great fun. And I always say to myself, look, if it's not good fun, yeah. what is it? Thankfully, I'm at the stage now. I'm getting paid gigs and stuff as well, and all that. But do you know? To be honest with you, the audience re really feel your kind of vibes, and they yeah. they like your emotions. And if you go up and tell them you're not prepared, and you go up and kind of make a joke out of that, that's that's more crack as well, you know. Yeah, that's I mean, enough. yeah, pretty much. Um, I suppose every time I go up on stage, your your first uh, few sentences are what, what reel them in, but. I always try to make a comment about somebody who has been up just before Forehand, or something they've yeah. said or not necessarily disparaging comment or, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. anything like that. Not, not it, an it's easy engaging joke or, the whole you know. show, kind of, yeah, the whole yeah. line-up. Like. I think so, yeah. And it, it makes them feel more uh, more of an event that they're truly part of, you know, they can, can, they can, can participate in, you know. Mm. And have you had any hecklers yet? Um, I used to never have hack- hecklers at all. Uh, no one really heckles much in Galway, but... Um, I was going to say surprisingly at Galway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. But um, not necessarily hecklers. Recently, there's been a 
few comments uh, in the audience, but that would have been while I was talking to the audience. Oh, okay, yeah. And I would have, uh, yeah, I'm looking, I really like it, actually. Um, yeah, you uh, do again, a lot of audience interaction, actually, don't you? Yeah, you, yeah. You like to keep, you make sure the crowd is involved in the show and yeah. you have the fun out of that. Well, I think so, yeah. It's not even, it's not even a, a change from your set, so I wouldn't even say it's a small change, but it's worth so much because, like I said, if they, if they think you were going up and repeating a, a set verbatim or a kind of... I suppose just repeating like you're reading it off a screen like a newsreader yeah. like, like Brian <laughs> yeah. Dobson or someone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going to, you know, of course there are people who, who have it brilliant, you know, but uh, have have their set brilliant. But you see, even they, even the people who have it off by heart, they make you feel like you're the first one seeing it. Yeah. Like you're, yeah, that it's completely for you. So that's, that's you know, I, I think it's very, very important for the audience to feel that they're getting something uh, fresh and that they're witnessing kind of uh, something that, that they are part of. Yeah. Um, have you any comic inspirations then? Because I know there's a, a whole bucket load of them out there. Like. Oh God, yeah. Uh, I grew up with a lot of funny characters, my family and uh, and friends, and we were always laughing the house and all that sort of stuff. And you know, grew up with the likes of Father Ted, which is you know yeah, the, the best program of the entire generation. Yeah. South Park, Family Guy, you name it, all the best. You know, Scrubs and all this. Uh, but you know, Dylan Moran, I love. You know, I've got this so many. Dylan Moran, uh, Emo Phillips. Um, keep going uh, Mitch Hedberg although they, I wouldn't be similar in style to a lot of them but yeah. you know, they would be my favourite guys Dermot Morgan's good as well uh, there's just so so many of them uh, George Carlin I'd say yeah. is probably the best not necessarily the funniest although I find him hilarious but possibly yeah. the best uh, person that ever did comedy I would say if you if you count his legacy yeah. you know and what he, what he did for people I think uh, I think he's possibly the best but you know, him and Bill Hicks and people like that the list goes on and on there's yeah. so many uh, great ones have you been to any of the, well I know some of them have passed uh, especially Derek Morgan and all them mm. but uh, is there any shows that you've actually been to and you thought wow this is this is amazing and I'm glad I'm doing the same as him or trying well trying my best to do as good as him uh, there have been a couple of shows that have been absolutely blown away at um, Ishmael Ecola played the Ruby Room of the King's Head right. last year March last year uh, I was playing support for him. I did maybe fifteen twenty minutes. Right. And uh, I remember a perfect example of what I was saying to you about the uh, the audience. Um, I went in. Uh, I went in. There was a, a guy called uh, Oh God, Man Oh Manu Revo. Okay. He was a, he's a Finnish comedian now. He lives in Dublin. He was on first. Got a good reception. Uh, but there was about, including the people running the gig, there was about maybe six Irish people. The rest were all Finnish or Scandinavian. Okay. Okay. But yeah. they were nearly all Finnish. So I kind of said, I even said <laughs> went up to. Uh, Went up to on, on the microphone and said, uh, guys, yeah, basically, um, a lot of my set is kind of taking the piss and satirising a lot of <laughs> very Irish things. But basically, guys, uh, you're not going to get a lot of stuff I say, but I'm going to give you the most Irish experience possible. And went up and told a load of uh, kind of my, uh, you know, a load of the kind of older, not older jokes, but kind of the, the long kind of old traditional style jokes I have uh, that I do in my set from time to time. And... Uh, a few different bits, a few musical bits, and it went yeah. down an absolute storm. But uh, but Ishmo himself, when he came on, he was absolutely phenomenal. Like I can tell you, without exaggeration at all, pretty much from the word go, every single thing he said was was just hilarious. And and it was it was the way that he said it as well. And uh, again, like I said yeah. to you, he's he done had the, the crowd in the palm of his hand, yeah, yeah. very energetic and straight on up. Like. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've never seen the bloke now, but I um, have heard about him before. Funny enough. And Steve Hughes and the Roisin a couple of years ago, he was absolutely brilliant as well. Absolutely brilliant. And another complete genius, you know. Whereas Ishmo would be a different style. Ishmo would s- says stuff that, believe it or not, some other comedians could say, and it would not hit at all. Yeah. But just he, he had that goofiness and that time yeah. and perfect, you know. Um, that, that's probably a key factor as well. Do you know, yeah, to, yeah. I suppose not for everybody either, but it is mm. a key factor. Have you a worst joke that you tell or maybe have heard? 
Um, oh God, if I ever said anything that didn't go down well, I would never say it again. Yeah. And th- unless I was full sure that you know the audience were were not into it. Thankfully, I haven't had many experiences um, worse as in offensive. Uh, <laughs> worse as in offensive. I don't really do too much of that stuff. But yeah. uh, one that has been getting a bit of reaction recently is when I was telling people. Um, obviously, uh, uh, your listeners here now might even mightn't even know that um, America actually won. Uh, the gold medal in the Olympics this year, believe it or not, they actually won the gold medal in shooting. Do you know? Yeah. Uh, it's not exactly a big surprise to people, you know, but um, for many different reasons. But uh, now a lot, a lot of people know that uh, actually they did win that medal, but it was actually since stripped of them. You know, there was a lot of controversy at this Olympics, yeah, yeah. so a lot of people weren't able to keep up with it. But they were actually stripped of the gold medal uh, at the Olympics. Uh, the Anti-Doping Commission stripped them of the medal because they found that the American athlete uh, had actually taken a performance-enhancing substance. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, performance-enhancing <laughs> substance. Apparently, uh, the Anti-Doping Commission found uh, traces of a, halluc- a hallucinogenic drug that he'd taken that made him think he was in the middle of a high school full of innocent children. <laughs> so that's why he, um, why he won the gold. Well, that and the fact that the target was black, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I've uh, yeah, I've told that one uh, a couple of times around the Olympics and uh, it gets a great laugh. But you know, it kind of like it's the old Jimmy Carr thing. He says his favorite reaction is that ha ha ha. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, it gets yeah. it gets a lot of that. But thankfully, it's, it yeah it gets a great reaction. But it's, people people like that sometimes. People like kind of a little bit. You know, yeah. I did that uh, that that gig there in the Roisin, um in August, back in August, like I said, when the Olympics was on. Yeah. And uh, your man behind the bar said to me, oh, man, brilliant, brilliant, said he goes, it's very good to hear people saying stuff like that. He goes, yeah. it's usually very safe comedy in here, you know. But I don't, it's just a joke. It's just a bit of satire on this what happens it, like, in America, you know. Yeah. It's as simple as that, you, you know. You take out a pinch of salt and move on very yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Like, and have you a dirtiest joke then that would ever come across? Or? I don't think, there's nothing off the top of my head now. Nothing yeah. off the top of my head. Dirtiest joke. <laughs> I yeah. really know. Fair enough. Um, I've heard plenty of them, though. Don't worry, I've heard <laughs> plenty of them. Um, comedians such as Andrew Joyce or, uh, you know, people like that can be a, can, a fantastic comedian. He's he's just, he's a, a master of the the dark joke, you know. Okay, fair but enough. But it's, you know I mean? Like, you know yourself, a lot of, a lot of comedians, especially ones starting off, they can have some kind of dodgy kind of, you yeah. know, lowest common denominator kind of easy jokes or, you know, uh, offensive yeah. kind of jokes that they just throw out there. But Andrew would be a master in it. He, he, yeah. nothing, he doesn't do anything easy. It's all very clever. But, yeah, uh, yeah I'd, I'd yeah, him, him, <laughs> listen to his set now. Do you, want do you do that? any of the cheesy one-liners or anything like that? Now, I, I, I've been to see some of your shows and I, <coughs> I've never come across them. Any ones that I might have not heard? Did you ever do any one-liners? Uh, not really, no. Uh, I don't really do one-liners so much. I do uh, some, some um, how would you say, some uh, sketches I would do, I would have, I would incorporate kind of one-line jokes in them. But I remember bef- when I first decided I was kind of going to give comedy a go, okay. I started writing one-liners. And it was all, actually all one-liners kind of at the start. Yeah. Um, and about 20 to 25 full scat pages full of them yeah. and uh, I found them kind of funny at the time at least the majority of them but I've never done them okay. and I must look back over them and, and I kind of said to myself started doing comedy and established my style I kind of said oh you know what might just go up for, for an experimental show and just do all one liners see how I get on Yeah. but um, no there'd be stuff like you know um, when I do Michael D announcing the uh the Goa 2020, you yeah. know, what the, his yeah, you do impressions as well, don't yeah, yeah, yeah. you? So g- give us a quick impression of something like well, that. Well, uh, I'll just give you an example now of Michael D. Good evening, people of Galway. 
It is an absolute privilege to be here in Galway today uh, with this fantastic announcement. Now, I have been just recently, as, as, as much as close as an hour ago, out in Salt Hill, opening Galway's first gay casino, Caesar's Phallus. So that'll be how, <laughs> how would, uh... Now, um, you also perform uh, well ver- regularly enough at Monroe's Laughter Gap, which yeah, is hosted yeah. by Steve-O, Timothy and Sinead Norma McGrath. That's where I mostly see some of your gigs, and I cut you at the cellar as well once upon a time. Yeah. You do, I know that at the very last one, you've done a very good, um, I think it was off-the-cuff sketch of a version of Mad World, the track. You renamed it and redone it into Mad Crack, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, that was absolutely brilliant. I have to hats off to you with that. So I have to ask you before I let you go, can you do a, a snippet of that? I can do a bit of it if you want. Yeah. So basically, uh, the whole premise of the tune is uh, basically I don't drink. I'm an Irish person that doesn't drink. About as rare as uh, as a five year old American that doesn't have a handgun. It's a uh, it's a it's a tune about why I don't drink. And it's it's a, you know if 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 everyone could just all the listeners here, I can just kind of close their eyes and. Uh, just, just imagine the worst, worst, worst hangover they've ever had. <laughs> and, you know, um, I decided I would kind of encapsulate my experiences of waking up the morning after oh so many times in, in a song. Because, you know, it really is mad, our, our relationship with, uh, with drinking in this yeah. country, you know? So, all around me ugly, mounged out faces, random traces of depraved places. The policeman line smells like human waste. It's going nowhere, going nowhere. In a sea of empty cans and broken glasses, free nightclub passes and cellulite asses. I've lost my wallet and the phone I borrowed. I'm screwed tomorrow. Screw tomorrow And I find it kind of funny Find it kind of sad The nights I can't remember Are the best I've ever had I'm destroyed with a hangover I've never felt so sick My head and stomach are in circles It's crazy but it was Mad crack Mad crack. So that's the first verse. <laughs> that's brilliant, Paul. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Uh, just quickly, where would you like to play in a comedy festival? Where would your dream place would be? Well, uh, I'd love to go to a comedy festival, obviously. But yeah. I suppose the Just for Laughs would be the one I grew up watching on TV. And that kind of is the, the, the be-all, end-all, really. Of, yeah. You know, like you have Just for Laughs, Edinburgh... Even like the Kilkenny, I mean, Ireland's up there without a shadow of a doubt. You know, yeah. it's really Ireland, England, uh, sorry, Ireland, UK, America, Canada, Australia, yeah. really are, are, are you know the pinnacle places of comedy. But I suppose just for last, it'd be brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to do a lot of my uh, crossover material. I don't know what they get the West of Ireland stuff, you know, but yeah. Uh, they would, uh, yeah, I'm sure they... It'd be worth a go anyway, yeah, yeah, that's for certain. Exactly, yeah, Listen, yeah. Paul, thanks very much for coming and chatting to no me worries. today. Uh, where are you pleasure. playing next? I know I'm in the Roaching 20th of December, but I'd say a year or two will pop up. Till then, I have three dates booked in the Roaching for December, February, March. I think I may be in Monroe's before the year's out again. There's a chance I might even do a set again. Your dates will probably be up on Facebook anyway. They will be, yeah, yeah. But I can find you on Facebook yeah. under Paul David Murphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Listen, yeah. thanks again for coming in. No and uh, playing us out is Introduce the Track. <laughs> uh, Joanna Newsome, uh, Swansea from the album The Milky Eyed Mender. If you want to come on. 
Train. 